My friends, spring is in the air, and this upcoming concert season will be all about the way you look and about your boots. And Tacovas is your stop for the best in Western style. Tacovas has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tacovas boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacovas has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacovas store, have a complimentary drink or two, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there is no in-store experience like this. If you cannot make it into the store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your next favorite pair of boots today. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Howdy folks, Nathan here with special guest David, and we're going to be talking about a few things today, including our recent trip, ours, theirs actually, their recent trip to uh, Camino El Diablo. The Devil's Highway. Yeah, the Devil's Highway. We went to Highway. hell and back. <laughs> you guys really did. <laughs> and you did it in two different vehicles, technically speaking, really one that was towing the other one. <laughs> yeah. And you did it with uh, Alex and, of course, with Andre. Uh, Andre's not here this week. He's taking a week off. I believe he's in psychiatric care, so we're just going <laughs> to leave him be, right? We're not going to call him right now. Um, Maybe I did it to him. <laughs> well, no, no. He, he said that you actually took a load off him. And we'll talk about that, too. Because in this video, um, this podcast, we're going to be talking about what you did with his van, his Bohanka, uh, and what you've done with the um, the big Dodge, yep. and then what you guys experienced on the trip. We're going to talk about that, but we're also oh, going to talk about... Don't forget about Frank. Frank you, the dog, the yeah. wonder dog. One yeah. of my favorite animals. Too. Oh, yeah, well... He had to because Alex is there. Right. Frank is Alex's dog, and Frank is the cool. He's like a mini pit type thing, and he's he's awesome. He was a great traveling dog. Was he really? He was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's really. We had, good. we had fun. I well, we will cover Frank as well, and then we're going to talk about uh, your truck, which by the time you guys see this video, will have already sold on TFL bids, and we're going to talk about some of your projects. Okay. And then we're going to end this video by talking about some stuff 
that's coming up with TFL, including Easter Jeep Safari, which by the time you guys see this should be about a week away. But before we start with that, I wanted to talk about something that just happened. I know this is a truck podcast, but you guys might be interested in this. And this has to do with Stellantis or FCA or Dodge or whatever. I think I know what you're going to say. Yes, yes. I yep. just got back from Las Vegas. Yep. Uh, I still have a couple dollars in my wallet, so it all worked <laughs> out. And I did not get arrested this time, which is great. <laughs> and but, you didn't crash. No, not this time, which is great. Um, you know, I, well, I have a reputation to maintain. You know, something has to break, right? Um, this event was for the Dodge uh, Demon 170, which is the most powerful and final uh, of all the Challengers Demons ever. 1,025 horsepower. That's nuts. It's out of this That's world. That's just nuts. 945 pound-feet of torque. It's Dude, a true muscle car. It, it's beyond that. It's and yeah. that's the whole point. They wanted to go out with a bang, and you know it's got special, basically slicks at the back, which are street legal technically. Very narrow tires in the front. The vehicle has gone through major weight loss. Um, they, Is it two wheel drive? Yeah, rear drive. Rear Is drive. that right? Yep. So all that power, just like the old days, goes wow. through the rear end. Now, wow. You know, I, I remember you know guys with tune cars to put out a thousand horsepower, but Dodge. They have a point here, which is you could drive this thing every day as a daily driver and then take it to the track and absolutely destroy people on the track. So I remember when the Viper came out and, you know, it was, quote, the new muscle car. Yeah. But its problem was the back end would just break loose so <laughs> easy. How does this do? This is very different. And, and the thing with the Viper was the Viper was really built to take around a track, so a road course. Whereas in this is just a drag car. This thing is oh, not okay. built for corners. So the tires gotcha. in the front are very narrow. I think they're only seven inches wide. Interesting. The ones in the back are nearly 12 inches wide. Oh, okay. So, you know, you got big fat meats in the back. Um, but it's it's the end of an era. And why I mention that in a truck podcast is because now that cars are beginning to lose their big V8s and eventually their V6s, mm. it's just, it's coming. Um, it is going to happen with trucks in the future. Mm. Now, Dave, I know you've been exposed <laughs> to a couple. That would be a sad day. It will be a sad <laughs> day, but it also, you know, I'm, I'm a realist. I know what's coming, and so rather than, you know, I'm, I'm, as a journalist, you know, I try to look at the positives and the negatives of everything, right? I keep try to keep an open mind. And we've recently driven several electric trucks and with various varying degrees of success, I should say. Mm -hmm. um, and you've actually been exposed to them because oh, we yeah. wanted your perspective on this because you're old school. I've got a lot of time behind the wheel of the Lightning. Yeah. A lot, I mean, thousands of miles. Yes. So, And yeah. what did you think of that? I loved the driving experience. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the driving experience was, you know, second to, to none as far as pick, pickups go. Mm-hmm. It's the range anxiety. Yeah. I mean, that's the tough part. And I and I had it many times because I drove it from Tacoma. Mm -hmm. I flew out to Tacoma, picked it up and drove it back. Right. And I wanted to do a little, you know, kind of go off the beaten path and not have to follow the interstates. It's really difficult to do that in an electric truck. It is. And I think electric vehicles in general right now, the infrastructure is just not there yet. Yeah. And so what are the problems you guys had? And you went all the way up to Alaska with the northern... Uh, lightning yep. Alaska trip. Yep. And that trip meant that you guys had to go through Alaska, which is essentially a rural state. Yeah. Right? You know, yep. <laughs> yeah. Not a whole no, lot of chargers. Well, it, nor, north of Fairbanks, everything, all the electricity is generated off of generators, mm -hmm. either, either natural gas right. up in Prudhoe Bay or diesel fuel in, uh, in Coldfoot. So, you know, it's limited. 
Yeah. Super limited. And and yet you were still able to do it. You guys were able to get all the way up there, do the thing at Prudhoe Bay, and then come back. But it's very, very difficult, and you guys are biting your nails. And at the same time, you had to stop for many, many hours in some cases in order to charge. <laughs> yeah. um, so we, we 14, we, to be exact. 14. <laughs> that's, that's a lot. Yeah. And uh, Roman and I, later on, we went cross-country in, uh, um, in a Hyundai Ionic 5. Yep. From uh, Southern Disney California. Disney. Disney, yeah. Disney, essentially, yeah. yeah. And um, that was a lot easier because we were going to major cities for the most part, and their infrastructure usually said, you know, at a Walmart or whatever, yeah. yes, we have fast yeah, charges. That's for what you. I found, too. Yeah. yeah. So it's a, it's, a, it's a change, and hopefully within the next, say, five years, from what I'm hearing, we'll get a lot more in terms of, um, you know, chargers and everything else. Yeah, but it's the batteries that are still going to be the limiting factor. <laughs> yes, they are. And there are new uh, batteries that are coming out that yeah. will be hopefully uh, less toxic, easier to mine and create, and hopefully yeah. are, um, you know, more robust and can hold more power. And that's, look, you know, look at a cell phone. How Back in the 80s, my my mother had one of the brick cell phones. I, you know I had one of those, too. Yes, you know yeah. exactly what I'm talking yeah. about. And I think that she had to have the thing plugged into her car almost all the time. She had the giant battery on that thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it just, she was a realtor. And she just, that thing was just terrible. But look at how far the advances have come in terms of battery yeah. technology. Back then, I think they were using nickel metal hydride, which is what you would use in like a remote control car or something like that back then. Heavy as hell. Now you got these things which hold, you know, infinite information and can run all day or even a couple days yeah. on, a, on a simple charge. And the technology they're using in electric cars and electric trucks has a lot to do with the technology they're using in phones. Oh, is it? I didn't yeah. know that. Hmm. So what they're doing is they're figuring out better ways of distributing the power because they can get a ton of power. Oh, yeah. But you have to figure out a way of making sure that the vehicle gets that power and when it needs it, rather than just try to have one battery just flow everything in there all at once, you are able to actually move around a little uh, things. You can have five or six packs that are actually putting power in. And when you get to a certain point, another one opens up. It's a whole bunch of different things that can happen. So don't you think it's the range though, that's really going to, going to get all of America. It needs to be, of, every car needs to be over 300 yeah. miles. Well, so, so I just took a trip in my suburban. I, I went to the record games, you know, in Utah. Oh yeah. Yeah. How was that? And, oh, it was a, it was a great time. I actually just loved, loved being there, but I took my suburban uh -huh. and I put my bed in the back, put my mattresses in the back Right. and the suburban, well, it'll go six, 700 miles on one tank, you know? Now, now, but, but everybody needs to know what that Suburban is. It's not, I mean, that, that, that's your diesel, right? No, it's not. It's, oh, an, it's, a, it's an 01. It's an 01 Suburban. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not yeah. the one I was thinking of. But, uh, you know, with a 5.3. Uh -huh. But it gets 19, 18, 19 miles to the gallon mm -hmm. and a 30-some gallon tank, you know? So it goes a long way on one tank of fuel. Right. And that, I mean, the, the you know, especially out in Utah where it's just a lot of nothing. Yeah. I mean, that is so nice. Now, can electric cars do that? When when only that one, only one can do it right now, and that's Lucid Air. That one technically, there's one version of it, and you can't sleep in that. I don't recommend it. <laughs> it's pretty big inside, though. Um, I've sat in one, but I <laughs> yeah. I guess you could sleep in it, but it's it's not really meant for that. But that technology that they're using is still for a very expensive car and a very heavy car. Yeah, and yeah. it takes a lot of resources in order to build that car. Yeah. And the same would go for a truck, but. 
you know, I, we've got the Cybertruck coming eventually. We have the um, the Fords out. The Chevy's going to come out real soon. The Ram's going to come yeah, out real soon. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, it's going to be really cool because yeah. you're actually kind of a, a, a mix of a – you're more of a, a Ram and Chevy guy, I think, yeah. is, is yeah. more of your thing. Yeah. So we'll be able to finally bring over something that's powered – other than the Hummer, which – yeah. Um, that you'll be able to actually get your hands on and really see, it, is it a proper truck mm -hmm. other than Ford? Mm -hmm. And you, you you and I both agree, I think, that the Ford drove great. It was oh, yeah. I mean, it, it could do truck things. We had the camper on it, mm -hmm. and it handled great. I took I didn't tell Roman this, mm. but I took it off-road a couple times good man. on my way back. Good man. I had a, had a good time. Yeah. So I was up at Vail Pass, and I took took like this this one over the top of it, dirt mm. road, just rough as can be. Uh -huh. And... Uh, I was hoping that Roman didn't have GPS on there. <laughs> he, he He's too busy doing 50 other things at once. Yeah. He wasn't, yeah, I guarantee you. But, yeah, it, it does everything a truck does except for go a long way on one charge. That's And that's yeah. its thing. So And Ford most likely will, I think, build trucks that have better range. Yeah. Uh, they were so fast with developing oh, this thing. Yeah. That was what blew yeah. everybody away. They beat everybody to yeah. I mean, I know you guys are going to say Rivian, but Rivian was purpose-built to be that truck, right? They started from ground up. to Ford took existing components and put them together in order to build this electric truck, which is pretty good. So with that being said, let's move on to the next part, which is this big diesel that you, that you guys drove cross-country. Yep. Um, now, I want to uh, – let me see here how our timing's doing. Oh, our timing's doing great. So let's talk about this. Yeah, this I'd love to give you my impressions on the Ram. Yes. So let's talk about that Ram first. Yeah. Um, this is our Trailhound project. Mm -hmm. um, the whole purpose of this is to be an Overlander. Now, when we first got it, it was essentially a luxury line truck. We couldn't mm -hmm. get the base model diesel. And since then, we've put a suspension, tires yeah. and wheels, yeah. and brought it up to a lot more of a you know a beefier truck for off-roading. And it's a diesel, so good range. Yeah. Already right out of the box. Yeah. Then you came along once we put in this uh, Alu cab. Alu cab, yeah. yeah. Alu cabin fully, but they call it Alu cab, and I did. I love that. I mean, I, I slept in the lower part. Uh -huh. Alex slept in the upper part, and uh, it's super comfortable as far as you know, just the feel inside. Uh, I loved it. Now the picture we're looking at. For those of you who are listening, there's a picture. It's a beautiful one. Um, of Andre's van next to our uh, Trailhound project truck, and there's Dave and Alex hanging out there. I would imagine that Frankie's probably just laying down. And I don't know where Frank went to. He's probably inside the truck hanging out because he yeah, was a smart dog. Probably chewing on Andre's leg because I think he <laughs> took that picture. It's it, it's the funniest thing. Andre used to not be a dog guy, no. and, and now he's becoming one because he just got his very first dog. It's hysterical watching him go through it. <laughs> well, cool. Yeah, job, it is. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, so but this picture it sort of illustrates where you guys are, which is in the middle of absolutely nowhere. nowhere. There yep. are no telephone poles. In the poles. desert. Yep. There's there's nothing. And you were, this highway, the highway of the, the Devil's Highway, essentially borders uh, Arizona and Mexico. And yep. it's a very popular place for um, Border Patrol to so, run up and down. So where we were camped here, uh -huh. you could see the border wall. Okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was maybe 400, 500 yards off in the distance. And that's probably the only thing that's, like, man-made anywhere near yeah. you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nothing but cactus. and. I've and... been on this road before, by the way. Oh, you have? Yeah, yeah, with, oh, with cool. a couple racers. But that was a long time ago. And it was, it's rough. There are some sections oh, yeah. that are remarkably rough. Yeah. The uh, terrain changes quite a bit. There's lots of volcanic 
captivity back in who knows when they created all these mounds and mountains and and you have to tur you know traverse all this mm -hmm. uh, and keep your tires you know from completely falling off. Well, it, I mean, it's an do, endurance. It is <laughs> endurance. Well, if you had a problem out there, you, it's not like you're able to pick up your phone and call because there's no cell reception. And a lot of places we didn't have cell service. Right. And even with a satellite phone, which... AAA ain't coming out there. I believe Andre had an emergency satellite phone. Where This is part we of did. the GFL policy. Yeah, we did. We always have one out yep. there. But regardless... Um, even that may not necessarily be enough to save you if something really horrible happens. So, <laughs> and I'm, this is like the preface of this is, this is why we built the Trailhound, to be a vehicle that can go out to these remote regions, be self-sufficient, uh -huh. camp, eat, And if do so, towed the bahunka all the way back if we had to. <laughs> well, you towed it all the way there. Yeah, the, well, I mean, towing it out of the desert, you know, because we didn't have the trailer at this point. We oh, dropped, that's right. We, so what we did, we drove to Gila Bend, uh -huh. and we dropped the trailer there. Okay. And then we drove all the way down to Ajo, which was like 40 miles, I think. So Andre had to take the Bahunka on the highway for about 40, 45 miles, and max speed is like 45, 50. So luckily, it's not a well-traveled road, so we weren't in any big danger. But So he could pull off to the side it, of necessary. Right, and, right. Or, yeah. But uh, he, he was overheated by the time we got to Ajo. <laughs> for maxing it out at about 50 miles an hour. Yeah. So we had to take a little break there and put a little cooling in it. And then from there, we started our trek, uh, filled up, and off we went for the next, oh, I think it's like 10 hours on the, yeah, I think we spent like 10, 12 hours on the actual Devil's Highway. Dirt, all dirt. All dirt. And spent the night in the middle of it. Which is clear from this picture that we're looking at. It's actually really cool. The picture, once again, if you're listening, the picture is of both vehicles. It's the, it's it was almost cool. nighttime, oh. and there's they hung out a string of lights, which is probably LEDs, <laughs> and um, yeah. there's, so there's a little party atmosphere that was, there. That was Andre's deal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did anybody bring he a banjo likes to party. or a guitar? Or anything? No, he brought his harmonica. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. That's 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 a good thing. The harmonica and Frankie the dog. gets more. Of the yeah. Oh yeah. It was all we needed for a party. And, yeah. And some Mexican beer. We we Far were having up. a good time. Yeah. Yes. We, we had a great time. This is yeah. this is important information for those of you who think that TFL is you know a bunch of squares yes we do occasionally <laughs> drink beer and when we do it's good beer um and andre had this app on his phone uh -huh. that you that was the stars i had never <laughs> seen this before in my life and you could take I know the app who we got that from and you could go like this yes and then you could go like the, you could see the stars underneath you right it's so you've cool. basically seen what's going on with the rotation of the earth yeah and and wherever it's pointed at is able to show you the constellations and, and it was else. so dark out there that uh -huh. we could see every, the milky way i mean it's it's a cool feeling that's be, because there's no light contamination no. at all right and that's that's yeah. what's so cool about that yeah so why did we do this well we're prepping the trailhound to do other long distance trips and we can't confirm exactly what we're going to do with it where we're getting close to that but that's the point of this was this was a shakedown trip mm -hmm. and uh, i believe roman initially was going to send me out on this which is like eh, i'm glad <laughs> i didn't go no actually it would have been fun but i yeah, you know i had other other things to do so i'm glad because i got to go exactly yeah. and, and it's important that you went because you actually had a hand in both vehicles uh, I believe, in terms of designing interior components. And also, you have pretty damn good mechanical knowledge. So if, Ro if Andre really blew something with the Bahanka, <laughs> it's a pretty easy vehicle to work with. And you guys probably could have figured it out. We might have been able had to figure it out. Yeah, yeah, which it did have some problems, and we'll get to that in a yeah. second. Um, so let's let's back up a little bit. Okay. 
And let's get to what, um, actually, when you see here, yep, we got a couple more minutes. So we're going to, um, what was the prep for the trip? And that all starts actually with the Bohanka. And for yeah. those of you who don't know, the Bohanka is a Russian van. Essentially, it started life, I believe, as a military van. Uh, this one has four-wheel drive, straight axles, front and rear, a four-cylinder gas engine. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's a three-speed manual. It might be a four-speed. Four-speed. It's a four-speed yeah. manual. Very yeah. modern. Yeah. Uh, this is a communist-era <laughs> truck. And what happened with these things, they were super cheap to buy overseas, especially in Eastern Europe. So there are a whole bunch of them out there. Bohanka, I believe the proper t translation for that is uh, loaf of bread. Loaf of bread. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that's because the shape of the vehicle... It resembles a loaf of bread. It is not what I would consider aerodynamic <laughs> by any means, nor is it quick, nor is it powerful, no. nor does it have any torque. But it's cool. It is. It's super cool because it, it's kind of a mix of a bunch of things for, for people who live in the United States. It reminds me of an uh, old Dodge van mixed in with yeah. an old Volkswagen van. Yeah. And Jeep you know. even had something like yes. similar. There was a pickup truck. Yeah, a you know, forward front. control. Yeah, style. where you're like right over the the, the front. Yep. You're, you're like on top of the tires. Right. And that's that's similar to yeah. this, yeah. which is great for car accidents, by the way, because you are the crush <laughs> zone. As a, and which is one of the reasons why cab over style uh, vans and pickups went away, because yeah. it's extremely dangerous. And the Department of Transportation probably said it's not a great idea. Um we're about to take a quick break, but before we do, we still have a minute. Um, I wanted to talk about how uh, Dave came to be part of TFL, and that is uh, he's been a friend of ours for five or six years, I would yeah, say. Three, three or four, three and a half, something like that. Yeah. feels like uh -huh. longer. It does. But um, it dates all the way back to when we did Gunsmoke and some of those other projects with uh, some pickup trucks. Yep. Dave actually donated to TFL. We put some time and money into the vehicle, got it up and running, making it very nice. And then once we were done filming with it, we donated it mm -hmm. uh, to... Mountain State's Children's Home. That's right, Mountain yeah. State. And we've worked with them several times yeah. now, uh -huh. which is great because it's it's an excellent institution. And we've actually... I've gone to the property, and it's a fantastic property for children who... Mm -hmm really need a special place to not only live, but go to school and grow up. Mm -hmm. So it's it's a fantastic thing. And with that being said, we're going to take a quick break and we'll come right back and we're going to continue talking about the vehicle and how not only the van, but of course the Dodge. Dodge, I just said Dodge instead of Ram. <laughs> I say old I am. I said I can't get I over can't it. can't say Ram. No. Um, anyway, so how the Bahanka and how the Ram got set up for this stuff. So stay tuned. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com amazing to start your springtime adventure. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, 
all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com try. Go to shopify.com try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com try. And we are back. So uh, first the Bohanka, because that's the first video I actually saw, and I actually wrote the story on this. Oh, you did? Okay, yeah, so, sweet. Yeah, I, I do that often for TFL Car and uh-huh. TFL Truck and TFL Off-Road. Uh-huh. Now, the Bohanka essentially was a shell. There was very little in it other yeah. than the two front seats, yeah. the, the area for the engine. And there was a couple... It had a di- little dinette. Yeah, it had, it had a dinette in two there. Two seats in the back. Yeah, But it, that was all kind of useless, to be honest yeah. with you. Yeah. And Andre wanted to overnight in this thing because this is his dream. He wants to take this van anywhere. If he can ever get it properly licensed, we'll see. Um, <laughs> He's getting a lot of trouble getting the emissions passed. It, on. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a long, long, it runs long a little, story. little rough, a little think? rich. <laughs> yeah, it's running a little rich. <laughs> it's, I'll tell you a story. I had it at the house. I was uh-huh. working on the structure in the back for, yeah. for his bed and storage, and I pulled it into my barn. And so the next morning, I went to pull it out. And, uh, of course, it just wouldn't start. I mean, you just (laughs) finally started. And about an hour later, the uh, carbon monoxide worked its way up to my detector. Oh, no. And it would not shut off. (laughs) You know, I just kept going. So, obviously, it... It's motor. It, it's either tired or it's it's tuned wrong or something. So I, it needs a little help. I think it needs a lot of help. Um, <laughs> I, I personally think that he sh- he should pull the plugs, pull the wires, replace all that just just to start with the rotor, of course. But the thing is, it's easy to say, not as easy to do because we don't know if certain parts exist. We don't, yeah. we, you know, and it's exactly. Um, I mean, yeah. So maybe a swap would be good, but even that yeah. something to fit in that space. I mean, it's a, such a tight space in the, in the cab of the, the van to find a little four cylinder that, you know, you could fit. I, I honestly, I, I truly think that he should get his hands on like a 22 R out of a Toyota. Yeah. That'd probably be the perfect. Drop it in there. Yep. It would it yep. put, it outperforms this thing. Yeah. And then put in a Maybe even use a transfer case out yes, of the Toyota. Well, and that's yeah. the thing is that he would be better off using the transfer case out of the Toyota instead of this one, which yeah. is tired. Yeah. And I know it's really lumpy. So, but, yes. But <laughs> e- even if it was just a 22R or even RE, but um, R, Or even the 20R, you know. Yeah, right. Keep, keep, it, uh, keep it simple in there, make it fit, and then use. You know, it actually rode really good. I, mm-hmm. I was impressed by that. You think, you know, it looks kind of rudimentary with, with uh, you know, all the steel springs but it has i think there's like 14 springs in each pack mm. and they're all very skinny they're like a progressive spring uh-huh. and so it did remarkably this remarkably well on all the really rough terrain we went he could use some shocks though <laughs> yes i think i think we need to talk to fox or somebody i think that you can right stuff. now buy old man emu and they will fit oh, on there directly. That's um, a good idea. That's, that's what I've, yeah. I've heard from some of you guys, actually, about huh. that. But this isn't my van, so you guys have to talk to Andre about that. And I know some of you are like, hey, man, why don't you make that one an electric one? No, no, no. Let's not, let's not tell Andre to do that. Let's not. <laughs> well, you think he might do it? Or? Yeah, he's thought about it. But after everything we went through with the last um, with the electric Ford. conversion, yeah. Yeah. I think he, he knows how difficult that yeah. is. Whereas It's not easy. No. any Dropping any new powertrain into a vehicle can be a pain but we know people that can help them with that and make it happen now 
what you did with this vehicle. Let's start with that. First okay. of all, it came as as you see it in the picture, which is, you know, big tires, knobby tires, lift sort of. It's it's up there. And Andre is a tall guy. He is close to 6'3", and he wanted to sleep in this thing. And it's yep. not very big inside. Well, it actually is, uh, Nathan. So? Yeah, I mean, oh, I, I measure it's like six feet wide, and mm. it's from from behind the, the front seat to the back is is nine feet. But is that flat space? Yeah. Or yeah. is it you, because I know you, what you built was sort of a riser that actually turned into also a, um, a container, and yeah. then you could put a mattress on top yeah. of that. Yeah. I mean, it all other than the wheel wells, it mm -hmm. was pretty much flat space. I mean, it's like a our vans that we have but uh but a little the way it's shaped i mean mm. honestly it, it's six feet wide you could sleep side well andre couldn't but i could sleep sideways in there if i wanted to and right. there's not many vehicles that are that wide inside that's a good point it's yeah. funny because it doesn't look that wide to me looking at it from i know the but it is but i think it's because it lacks a lot of stuff that say modern american vans <laughs> yeah. have yeah. which is like insulation <laughs> it doesn't have any of that it's just bare steel basically yeah it's so a, it's a tin can you built, if I recall, and I did see the video, and the video, by the way, it, it's great. I believe it's on TFL, uh, no, it's on TFL Off-Road, and there's, the image is, uh, you're using your your tractor as a forklift, mm, and yeah. you're dropping the um, roof luggage rack. Luggage rack, yeah. Yeah, back on top of this thing, and the, the luggage rack weighs a uh, good 200 pounds, it's that's, It's heavy. Yeah, and it, it's, it's solid. It's good steel. Russian steel. Yeah. <laughs> They got it off a battleship that uh, was refined yeah, or whatever. Yeah, they melted down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it seriously is very heavy. I remember Andre telling me about it. And the reason he took it off initially was because it wouldn't fit in his garage with the, with the roof yeah, rack on true. it. Yeah, that's true. And he painted the top as well. Oh, yeah. He, he did he a new paint job on top. He yeah. loves to paint, and he oh, loves he, orange toe He loves toe this thing. Yeah. It, oh, he absolutely adores he, this thing. Well, you know, and, and I love it too because everywhere we went, Andre would get, get the waves. I mean, you just, anywhere you go, people like, Oh, that is so cool. And then they wave and then they want to talk to you about it. Absolutely. I can tell you that when I lived overseas, I saw these in the Middle East. Mm -hmm. I've heard that these things were rumbling all over northern China. Mm -hmm. um, they worked their way all the way down into Africa. Mongolia. I've seen them in uh, as far as I've been to Kenya and I saw one there. Oh, wow. And it, because I'm a car yeah. nerd, so I'd go up and like, oh, what is that? Yeah. Know, that's Russian, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. And so they're all over the world. Not so much here in North America, but no, um, no. there's only a handful that are here. Well, didn't Andre say they're still making them? <laughs> they are. I think they're still making a version a of version it. A version of it, yeah. Right. Yeah. And it, the, the, but the actual platform styling and a lot of the components dates all the way back, I believe, to the late 1950s. Yeah, yeah. And it and replaces the, a van that was, <laughs> you know, existed since the 40s. So but it works. It, but that's the thing. It does. Yeah. And it's old school. And for the most part, you should be able to get it running with spit and bailing wire. Um you built an interior that had a flat section that he could use a mattress on, like a like a foam mattress, mm -hmm. where he could sleep comfortably. And being off the steel floor is huge when you're in a cold mm -hmm. environment, so that way you don't freeze to death. Mm -hmm. um, and then that that actually turned into storage underneath. Mm -hmm. So it had a I, did you you had a hinge on it, I think. I didn't put a hinge. I just made it so you could just lift it up, oh, easily take it out it if you yeah. wanted to. Yeah. Right. And yeah. then on the opposite side, from where he was sleeping, a nice mm -hmm. shelving unit. Yeah. Which is was really beautiful the way you did it, uh, by the way. And once again, that video is on TFL Off-Road. And in that video, you also put the roof rack on. And then you guys went and did something very interesting. You realized that um, the tires, both the tire for the trailer, the spare tire, I should say, and the spare tire for the um, 
Ram, Ram the 37-inch tire, would <laughs> it, not fit anywhere on the no, Ram. No, it won't go underneath because it's no. just too big. There is a way you can build a bracket to put it underneath, but we just didn't have it. Or, or you could have a, f a fold-out or swing-out right. tire holder on the back, but then it just creates a whole other point of vibration. If you put that much weight on a tire holder on the back and you're just asking for trouble. I agree. Yeah. And then you're asking for, you're also adding weight. Yeah. And then you change the pivot point too because you're actually adding to the tow hitch, right? Yeah. So the hitch goes up further and that can actually cause some problems too uh, in, in with, with the cantilever and the way everything is designed with the trailer. So by removing the tire from the trailer, which had to happen because there was no place to put it, and then removing the, tire, the spare tire from the ram, well, they needed a place to put it. So they put it on top of the poor little bohunk. Uh, yeah. And so in this picture, if for those of you who are listening, uh, it, both tires are hanging out on the top of the bohonka at the very back. And there's a reason I'm bringing that up, and I will get to that in a minute. So keep that in the back of your mind. That bohonka now has, oh, about 200 pounds worth of tire hanging all the way in the very back, but on the top, which is interesting And, and for he balance. has his high-lift jack. In the back. Oh, that's too. right. He's got the high lift back yeah. there. That thing and has he had that Zendur uh, battery back there as well. So there's a lot oh, of weight. That's and that right. Weighed, in the back. I forgot about the battery. That weighed 100 pounds or something. Oh, I mean, yeah. So, I remember you so guys putting him in we there. We put a lot of weight behind the back wheels. Yes. <laughs> which is not really what you want to do with a van that's got a bizarre center of gravity to begin with. But we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> well, but Andre was in the front seat. Yeah. that's And he's the dead weight that's <laughs> yeah. needed to, to balance it out. That's not saying I wasn't up there too. But well, I'm no. Saying, but aren't you, you know. glad you weren't right? Yeah. <laughs> Even though it does ride pretty good. Um, okay. And then, of course, the Ram. Now, we've talked about the basics. The Ram has had a lift, has tires, wheels, uh, Alucab, and then... Alucab or Alucab? Yeah, Alucab. I, I keep yep. screwing that up. Um, and then some additional uh, upgrades inside. Can you talk about what we did inside the uh, Ram? Yeah. So we also built a bed for me to sleep on mm -hmm. and then a little storage uh, unit underneath and a shelf, a place to put our table so that we could, where we cooked right here, we had that table that slid underneath it and it all worked out well as far as getting all our luggage and all Are you our talking about camera. the table you're standing next to or the, ta yeah, uh, the yeah, other one? Yeah, the table there, it would slide underneath uh, the I whole see. thing inside. Okay. Um, so it was, yeah, it was, you know, I tried to give it some thought before I built it. And good usable space. And the good news is the Ram has already a ton of passenger space to begin with and we used a lot of that for cargo as well. Yeah. Now, the ram towed the Bahanka. It did. Um, and the reason why is because with the Bahanka, for one thing, among many other things, that's the only main reason the Bahanka cannot maintain highway speeds. It would never make it over the eight gauntlet. <laughs> no. Not, not, if he was in second gear and absolutely <laughs> throttling it and hopefully not overheating it, he might make it over. Maybe. Maybe. At, but he would be, I mean, slower than most semis that are going up the hill with the hazards yeah, on. Yeah. It would be difficult. And it I've would have been dangerous. Yes. Th that's the main thing. It would have been dangerous to try to drive this. I mean, it was bad enough when we took it off the trailer mm -hmm. and going down to Ajo. But luckily, that tr road didn't have much truck traffic. Right. So, you know, people could pass us. But, yeah. <laughs> and I had this, a similar issue. I used to have a Suzuki Samurai. Oh, a lot of yeah. You, guys... you know what slow is then. Right. So I tried to get it up to Icona, <laughs> and it wasn't even. It was just like I was going 30 in a place where it's 75, and it's just like this isn't happening. And, you know, poor, these poor truck drivers... It's hard enough for them to get around you. Remember, they got to get around all those other idiots in traffic, and they got to get around all that. So uh, I, I learned my lesson. So when we finally did bring it out to Moab, we put it on a trailer. Of course. Yeah, it was just just for safety. But, um, but see, that's something that I'd really like to talk about. Yeah. As far as the Ram goes, about trailering that because we trailered essentially two thousand miles. Mm -hmm. uh, 
And I was a little skeptical about putting a huge lift on it mm -hmm. and then towing. Um, one thing that, that I did notice, it did squat a bit, um, but the squat did not affect whatsoever uh, the ride or the handling. And I'll, I'll say this, of course, you know, you know, most of my trucks are, you know, back from decades ago. Yeah. So I'm not used to driving, you know, a modern truck. Uh, but the Ram was just like with that Fox, Fox shocks and, and the suspension. I mean, the thing drove like a dream. I mean, there were times, and I'd, I put quite a few of the miles on it. I forgot the trailer was behind us, honestly. Yeah. I mean, that's how nice it rode. That's what Alex said, too. It was just incredible. I mean, I, so much better than, than the stock uh, truck. Uh, of course, you know, the power was always there, but it's just how smooth it pulled it. I think that, and, and this is rare for us, I think we had really dialed it in right. Uh, we've done yeah. lift kits on almost everything we own at some point in time, and we've only had a couple successful ones where something wasn't compromised. Because you almost always lose something when you do a yep. lift, right? Yep. Um, you know, when you lift it up, for one thing, you, your, your economy is going to drop a little bit yeah. because, you know, you're no longer as aerodynamic. And your payload. Exactly. Your payload will suffer. Sometimes towing will suffer. Yeah. But this one had a mild lift and fairly beefy tires. Oh, yeah. It had 12 and then, I mean, they were, they were wide. And that was one thing. Right? I mean, yeah, they're 37 tall tires, but they're probably 12 inch wide, mm -hmm. 12 and a half wide. And that's a lot and of drag. I mean, they, they yeah, you didn't feel that. Yeah. I never felt the drag. I mean, but they stuck to the highway because uh, we had some high winds when we first started out, mm -hmm. really high winds. And I was just super impressed that how well it did, even with all that accessories on there. Yeah. And uh, Alec, once again, Alex and, and Andre would back you up on that yeah. too. And fuel mileage, mm -hmm. I thought was, was pretty decent. So going up the up towards the Ike, you know, mm -hmm. where, where you guys film all the time. Uh, we we fueled up in Grand Junction, well, right. actually actually in Fruta, and uh, we clocked about eleven. And, and, and that's that is, that's towing with a heavy trailer. Exactly. Well, you know, and all with this. a lift. Yes, that is that's really remarkable. It's almost like they designed it so you would do that and be surprised by what you come up with. Because and then once we got on the flat, mm -hmm. any guesses what we got? Uh, I think 14. 14.22. That was it. 14. Yeah, 22. which was really surprising to me, too. <laughs> that's, that's actually almost... Lift, huge tires. That's... Wind load, yeah. Remarkable. Yeah. Um, and, and then you have a you know fairly large fuel tank. Although Rams aren't as big as GMs or Fords, if I believe. They're mm, relatively small. I wouldn't small. know that one. Yeah. But you still... I mean, the range is still effectively... You know, it, it's a pretty damn good range. I always recommend, I mean, people ask me, you know, what to take to you know, overlanding. And this is what I consider proper overlanding, where you get to a point where the cell phone no longer works and you're away from society. Yeah, It's it's camping, guys. But it's camping where you're using something, a vehicle of some sort, to get as far away from humans as possible. <laughs> and this is a really good example of it. But what you want is something that has a really good range. Diesels tend mm -hmm. to be very, you know, fairly robust and economical yeah. at the same time. Yeah. And this is a fine example of yeah. that. It did great. I got to tell you about this, though. Mm, please. So we're, we're head after we uh, spent a little time in Moab, mm -hmm. and uh, we four-wheeled around there for a few hours, got back in the truck, loaded it back up, and we're heading south out of Moab on a two-lane road. And Alex was driving at this point. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, Bahunk is not light. I mean, oh. we got the trailer's not light, bunk is not light, and we come, we come, we're coming up this hill, and I th a truck's coming at us, and all of a sudden, 
a little Sentra or something decides it's going to pass the truck. I mean, and it was coming. And, you know, you kind of expect, well, is he going to duck back in? Or is he, you know, it's not a, it's not a, uh, a Tesla, so he's not going around there, you know, in, in record time. Right, it's, it's taking a while. It's taking a while. Right. The dude never ducks back in. And I was so proud of Alex because he just stayed on, stayed in his lane. Because I mean, what what do you what goes through your mind? The guys coming the first thing right you're, at you're thinking you. About doing is pulling off the road a little bit, exactly. Which, when you're towing, can be remarkably dangerous. Exactly, but no, Alex, he just and you can't stop fast because we got that much weight behind us. Exactly. But he he put on the brakes fast and stayed in his lane, and that dude bailed on the right side of us into the ditch <laughs> that's um that's and, right he told me I, I thought it was a jeep for some reason that, that no happened. it was like a like a little uh, either a, a nissan or toyota or something some like small that. Compact some car. small compact right. car but probably not a fast one and he bailed and i mean we just looked at each other afterward did that just happen <laughs> you know, our lives and i was so proud of alex Alex, Alex did everything within reason to be as safe as possible. He was yeah. taking off speed, maintaining his lane, and you never know what's happening behind you and what may happen to, on the sides of you. So by staying there at the last minute, he could have made some other adjustments if necessary, and he was slowing down to do that. But he wasn't hanging out on the on the shoulder with this big trailer behind him where he could jackknife or do something else. He was being consistent in that way, telling that guy, I'm not moving. You're going around me. If anybody's going in the ditch, you are. Right. And he did. He came back out of it and the dust was flying. But I mean, our hearts were just like, holy smokes. Yeah. Well, that guy was being an idiot. And he, yeah. was, he frankly, yeah, he's lucky he survived and, yeah. and lucky he didn't cause a major accident. And, you know, we, I, I best thing about overland trips. I mean, you never know what's going to happen. I mean, we, right. you know, there's always something on the road. Well, and, and that's part of this. So uh, let's get into now that you, we've talked about the van and put the tires on top. And yeah. You guys are now driven out there. You're now in the middle of, frankly, nowhere. Yeah. And it starts from, if I recall, um, Arizona, and it goes all through Arizona on the bottom, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Where, where it meets Mexico. It's all Mexico. on the border. Right. Yeah. And Come out near Yuma. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So Yuma. Now, in that area, there is some tribal land not too far away. And, yes, the Border Patrol patrols it. But for the most part, that's it. There's there's really nothing else out there. There's there's no house. There's no, no. Nobody's no. tried to live out there or anything like that. It is just a couple a, weather stations, I think, were out yeah, there. Yeah, maybe because it's uh, the, it's like four pieces of land. Some of it's military, some of it's uh, BLM, mm -hmm. some of it's a preserve of some type. Right, and it's all kind of bunched together. But there are no, there's no structures of any kind. Out no there. facilities. There's, Nothing. And there's really, really rough road, including some proper off-roading areas as well, if I recall. Yeah, I mean, it's not a super difficult trail, but you're certainly not doing it in your little Civic <laughs> or, or your Crown Vic. That's, you, or your you, Crown Vic, There yeah. are places where you really do need four-wheel drive, and um, but it's more of just, it's just rough. You know, a lot of rocks. You're just bouncing. You're bouncing around a lot. Some washboard in the area, yeah. too, and, and yeah. that, which is always, I think, one of the roughest things you can, you know, go through. Yeah. Um, That's why we, we call it, it, that was a real shakedown. Yeah, in we more got, ways than one. We got all shook up. Um, Andre had some technical difficulties with his Bohanka. Yeah. Uh, one of which had to do with a fuse <laughs> that know, he had to take care of. It was a resistor that turns the lights on and off. Yeah. Uh -huh. And uh, all of a sudden, we started seeing some smoke, and then we started <laughs> smelling electrical. And then we 
got up underneath there and I touched a wire and all of a sudden the thing just went <laughs> like, like in almost in a flame, you know. Smoke. Right, but 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 the good news is is that okay, he lost his lights, but at the same time, that was it. That was it. Yeah, and we it shut it off, ca- carried on. That's right. You guys let let it rest a little bit. Yeah, and there were a couple other issues in terms of heat and whatnot, but for the most part, the, the bahanka was pretty solid. We had some vapor lock one time <laughs> yeah. from all the shaking. Right, and but you stopped. You opened up the the uh, gas yeah, cap, let, let it vent. kind of air vent yep. a little bit, and then just. Put it back together. Created a vacuum, way. you know. Yeah, all that, that heat and it's, jostling. It's in a the lot fuel. to put your little bohanka through. All well, right, your I, body, dude. <laughs> you just seen both of our bellies. Yeah, just, just constantly. Just oh, I, I know all about the jiggle. Believe me. Um, so let's take a little break right now, and we'll come right back and uh, finish this up. There's a lot more to talk about. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And we're back. And um, okay, so now you guys are off-roading. You're yep. jiggling around as we talked about. <laughs> and um, the Bohanka is doing it, but it's it's not happy. But the Ram is just powering oh, yeah. through. Oh, yeah. I mean, we did have a light come on. But I, I mean, that might have been just from all the jiggling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, the Ram, it was just like living, you know, driving in a Cadillac. That, that Those Fox shocks... And and that suspension was just incredible. I, I never had experienced that before because uh-huh. I just drive stock trucks for the most part. Right. But it it really made that ride smooth. It's it because the entire crew was involved with this, and we all sort of voiced our opinion about how we wanted to do this lift and what should work. Um, this was an ideal lift. Now it wasn't perfect though. There actually was a little bit of a problem that Alex discovered later on which Fox fixed, I think there was some sort of uh, a brace or part of a strut that actually... Yeah, the, the sway bar was, was, the sway was bar. making contact with the reservoir because mm-hmm. they have to put the reservoir somewhere in that wheel well. Right. And so the placement was a little tight. So when I was at full articulation, it would come up and make contact. So they probably just moved it up a little bit. I think bit. that's all they did. It was yeah, a real simple it's pretty fix. simple. Right. But yeah, that's the only hitch we even had. And after that, you guys were able to put the Bohanka back on the trailer and drive it all the way back. Yeah, yeah, relatively. I mean, I, like I said, I can't tell you how comfortable just riding in that truck over, you know, when you, when you typically load a trailer up, you expect to feel your trailer behind you. You know, you feel, mm-hmm. it's hard to explain. It, well, the seat of your pants to a certain degree, yeah. sometimes you'll feel it click or bounce yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, you feel that, but... Uh, no, <laughs> it was it's pretty nice, and it didn't care. It just it went as, as if it wasn't there. Yeah, yeah, I, it, it's it's a beast. It is a beast. It yeah. is a beast. That thousand pounds of torque is 
pretty awesome. Yeah, it or whatever. Just, it has it, it's it's I think nine hundred whatever. Yeah, nine hundred. It's not the super torquey one, no, but it's, it's not the freaking torquey. Yeah. yeah, but nonetheless. Uh, it was a successful trip. We figured out certain things that we needed to tweak and whatnot for both vehicles, really. Uh, and so further adventures to be had with both, of course. But I wanted to talk about some different trucks now because okay. uh, now that – and by the way, the videos that show the shakedown, uh, that show Dave's uh, work on the inside of the Bahanka, and another uh, a towing video – all of those are on TFL Off-Road, TFL Truck, but you can go to alltfl.com and you can easily squirrel and find all of those videos as well. Now, one thing about Dave is that he has a couple trucks on his property. Mm, maybe. Maybe <laughs> maybe like two or three or ten or something like <laughs> ten, that. Uh, double digits. Ten, uh, maybe. Yeah, yeah ten. Yeah. Um, and we've, we've seen a lot of them. The cool thing is the majority of them run, which is really cool because there's an awful lot of guys out there who collect trucks and they'll just kind of sit there. Yeah. Um, and you do like to do projects, yeah. and we've seen a few come and go, including the one that, once again, by the time you guys are watching this video, what truck was it that we just sold? It's a 1990 GMC 3500, one uh -huh. ton, uh, crew cab, uh, square body, which kind of makes it unusual in that right, but what makes it even more unusual is that I put a 5.9 Cummins in it and, uh, about three or four years ago. And it runs like a top. It does run really good. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's 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 no it's not like the new Cummins, but but I mean it probably has five six hundred pounds of torque, mm -hmm. and uh, you know we'll pull whatever gadgets you got yeah. on a trailer. Well, you, you and you yeah. used it. You really properly used it. It's actually oh yeah, yeah. I use it on the farm, pull you know hauling hay, uh, hauling my camper. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, it spent towing. About twenty thousand miles of it was towing my camper. And you take it up to Alaska or was it Maine? I, I, know I, took, you... it, I took it to, uh, no, I didn't take it to Maine. We took the other truck to Maine, but uh, Michigan, Wisconsin, It's the same thing as Maine. Uh, yeah, you know, way up, up there somewhere in cold That way, on the other side country. of the, yeah, it's yeah. the other side of the Mississippi. I don't really care. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know, I know. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and that vehicle, why did you decide to get rid of it? I bought another project. Ah. Uh, so I bought another square body that mm -hmm. I'm going to work on. Uh, but my wife goes with me in the camper and we bought another tr truck because it's a little too loud. You yeah. mean uh, something that has a big Cummins in it? It could be yeah. a little loud? Yeah. Oh. A mechanical P-pumped Cummins, 12 valves, a little loud. And, <laughs> and even though I love driving it, uh -huh. it just spinning seven hours, eight hours, nine hours pulling a camper. Mm-hmm. We didn't enjoy it. I got you. So I bought a I bought a third gen Cummins truck, dually, and that's what we pull the camper. And with you now. and you could probably say safely say that that's a much more comfortable vehicle. It is. Around. It yeah. is a lot. That was a rear drive. Uh, yeah, truck, and right? it's just it's just a two wheel drive, but uh, it uh, it was my cousin's, and mm -hmm. I bought it used from him with two hundred thousand miles on it, and he fixed everything. So I mean, I just get in and drive it, and it gets great fuel mileage and has no emissions issues <laughs> right right and that's what i love about it yeah it's a five nine cummins without all the emissions crap on it so i'm <laughs> going to keep that one for a long time i bet you are yeah <laughs> and um so there's there are other projects on your property and one of them recently and i did a little bit of writing about this one uh has to do with a wrecker that you brought onto the property 
and some of the components are going to use on uh, on a different project from that vehicle. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. So, so I wasn't you, looking for a wrecker. I, I know. Even though it, I enjoyed the wrecker games. Yeah, yeah. I I, I'm not going into the wrecker business. But you you bought one. Yeah. So, and you brought it onto your property, and you bought it for yeah. for, for very very little. Well, it's because I was looking for a one ton, and uh -huh. you know what the special thing about one ton square bodies is? The axle. The axle. Mm -hmm. The front axle in particular. Right. A Dana sixty, front axle, kingpin axle. That's what everybody wants. And, um, you know, in fact, a lot of the guys at the record games, three of them, that's what they run on their trucks. And that's what I was looking for. Uh, but and, why? And, the, and the whole and the record came with it. <laughs> right. But why are you looking for that? I mean, what do you have in mind? I want a rock crawler. Ah, yeah. yeah. So there yeah. it is. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I got inspired by, well, I could probably say it, uh, Rory Irish. He has yeah. Trail Mater. Mm -hmm. I, I love you, Rory. I love that guy. Rory's good. Well, yeah. yeah good what guy. he does. Yeah. And he just inspired me that. I gotta build me something like that, you know. Well, now's the time, right? Yeah. I mean, why not? So, so what do you have in mind? I mean, what 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 do you what do you see with this thing? Well, I don't think it's. Uh, I'm gonna take the wrecker bed off. Mm -hmm. It's probably just gonna be a, a farm work truck that I can take into the rocks if I want to. Okay. I mean, that's it's gonna have a flatbed. Mm -hmm. I might even make it so I can have a either a gin pole or or you know like a wrecker uh, pole. Uh, with the winches and all that that mm -hmm. I could take on and off if I wanted to right uh, so I could use it that way so I could either pick up a bale of, round bale of hay out in the field uh, but it's going to be my farm truck play truck all wrapped up into one and the one I had you know being a crew cab it's a bit long for that kind of right thing. so I'm going to shorten the wheelbase on this one a bit put all new suspension crossover steering uh, I'm going to have a built-up 454 with a holly uh, holly Fuel injection system. I'd say the 454 is one of your favorite engines. It is my favorite engine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, judging by all the trucks that you've had that have had a 454 in it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so, so yeah, I'm going to make it a proper work truck, fun truck, capable truck. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. So the cool part is because we have a good relationship with Dave, we're going to be able to, to kind of keep tabs on this and perhaps as he starts building it up, maybe yeah. we'll do, give you some coverage, which yeah. would be great because then maybe one of us can play in it too. Yeah. It's probably going to take me a year or two, but that's the fun of it. That's why I'm selling this one because I can have some money to do what I want. That is extremely important because A, Dave will get it done. B, we get to play with it at least yeah. a little bit and video it, which is all cool. And I get to learn all the same time. Exactly, and I, and because I you love, have, you've never had one before. No, and I, I didn't know anything about Cummins before I did the Cummins swap. Right. But, I mean, I spent hours just researching it and watching videos and teaching myself and asking questions. And uh, and that's why I, I on this project I'm going to do the same thing. That's why I love looking at the off-road wreckers because they've already been through all this, know what works and what doesn't work and what lasts and what you know, gives up. And so um, I'm just going to kind of copy some of their stuff, but, you know, make it make it my own all at the same time. Maybe next year at next year's Easter Jeep or sometime in between now and then we can get it out to Moab and really have some fun. That would it. be fun. Yeah, that would be a lot yep. of fun. There's uh, some great places for yep. for real articulation, not the, the yeah. little stuff that we do with, you know, trucks that come from the uh, yeah. automaker. We can't kill those trucks or else we would take them on heavy duty trails. But nonetheless, and I wanted this to sort of round out our um, podcast here because by the time you guys hear this, Roman and I will mm. be at the uh, with Tommy, by the way, at the Easter Jeep Safari. Mm. I'm fun. Yeah, it's 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 a blast every time. Uh, Jeep has invited us. We will be driving some of their prototypes off road, probably limited off road because they don't want us breaking them. 
including some additional drives that we'll be doing with Jeep as well. And then on top of that, at the exact same time, Andre and Zach, and I believe one other, will be in New York covering the New York Auto Show. And there's some really important stuff that I can't talk about that's going to debut there. Well. So... Basically, it's going to be an empty office, Dave. If you want to come here and hire, you might need me down here. A, no, well, come on out and party. This is party central. <laughs> oh, is it? When okay. Roland's not here, I say it's party central. And we can have t- some Mexican beer, can we? Absolutely. Okay. Awesome. Get big cakes. Bring them on. <laughs> yeah, bring bring and you know bring your friends and have a big party. I always say a fire pole would be great to have for friends. And you know, don't be afraid to decorate our vehicles that are sitting here. Last time Roman was gone for a couple of days, I did get my hands on. The, you saw what I did to the uh, stuff. Yeah, yeah, I did see that. So So I get my pick of vehicles while you're gone? Absolutely. Take whatever you want. They're not mine. (laughs) So enjoy. Um, Sorry, you didn't hear that. Um, Okay, so all you guys out there, don't worry about it. You heard nothing. Um, But nonetheless, we're going to be out at Easter Jeep Safari and at the same time at the New York Auto Show. That is coming up very soon by the time you guys hear this. So stay tuned for that. Plus, we have more content coming from, oh, Four other events that we've come back from. So once again, by the time you ha- are seeing this and hearing this, those events are going to be right around the corner if they haven't already landed on alltflcar.com or alltfl. Sorry, alltfl.com. I'm really bad at that. <laughs> Andre's much better at, at remembering all of our websites and everything else. Look, we got four websites, eight channels. Just search you know. TFL. Seriously, just yeah. search TFL. Okay, guys, thank you so much, Dave. Thank you so yeah, much, man. It was, it was great pleasure. talking to you. Yeah. Had a blast. Fun. Guys, if you have any questions or comments, put them down below. I guarantee you we'll be looking at them. Maybe, Dave, you can even answer a couple of them if you see them down Be glad there. to. Yeah. All righty. So there you go. You get to talk to the man himself. Don't forget, if you, need to, if you want to talk to us directly, Patreon is the way to go. And it's the best way if you have a specific question that you want answered immediately through one of us. That's how you do it. Thanks again, guys. We'll see you next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.